0: ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio.
1: This is ESPN Radio with Amber Wilson and Chris Canty on the ESPN app, Series XM, Channel 80, and on ESPN Plus. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. The play-in games are underway in the NBA. Tonight, you will get the Hornets and Hawks tipping off at 7 p.m. Eastern. The Spurs and Pelicans will get it going at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Last night, you got the Nets toppling the Cleveland Cavaliers, 115-108. to So the Nets will move on. They will play now the Boston Celtics, the Timberwolves got it done against the Los Angeles Clippers in a close one, 109 to one Oh four. So the Timberwolves will move on and they will play the Grizzlies. But one of the things that came out of last night that was interesting after the Nets game, Chris Canty was comments by Bruce Brown that KD took issue with his teammates saying to the media. Now Brown is a young guy. He's 25 years old. I mean, he hasn't been here before, right? Like, Katie has been in the league for a long time he 's done the championship winning. He knows all about maybe Lee a little less honest and transparent with the media sometimes. I personally want more honesty and transparency. I want more Bruce Browns of the world here, but he may have inadvertently given the Celtics some more motivation with his comment in his presser last night because he said that they can't let Jason Tatum get 50, that they've got to be physical with him. And then he went on to say, now they don't have Robert Williams. So they have less of a presence in the paint and we can attack Al Horford and Daniel Tice. So them not having Robert Williams is huge. No lies told there, Chris Canty, because it is huge, frankly, that the Celtics don't have Robert Williams. But here was Kevin Durant in his postgame. He responded immediately to Bruce Brown at the top of his post game presser without even being asked a question. Here's Katie.
0: What did he say? All right, man. <laughs>
2: That's
0: caffeine probably talking. Take some before the game.
1: That bothers you why, that comment?
0: I mean, we respect our opponents. It's like we don't need to talk about, you know, what we're going to do to them. Like, I just don't like that, you know. We don't need to say like that. Let's just go out there and hoop
1: think it was that egregious frankly Chris Canty because it wasn't like Bruce Brown was trying to talk bleep he was just kind of breaking down dissecting the matchup to me so I was a little surprised that this is still in the headlines today
0: well I'm not surprised that it's in the headlines this is a series that doesn't need any more spice added to it you already have the Kyrie factor in there and then of course the recent history because lest we not forget The Brooklyn Nets made quick work of the Boston Celtics in round one of the playoffs last year. So this is one of those situations where you don't need to add any fuel to the fire. And I get Kevin Durant. This is going to be an intense back and forth series. This is not going to be a situation where somebody wins it in five. This is going six or seven games. And the reality is that why would you want to give them any more motivation than they would already have? This is a situation now where everybody's going to be up because it's the playoffs. But now you're just you know adding that that extra degree of of intensity that might not necessarily be um, in the best interest of your team and what you're trying to accomplish. And then beyond that, Amber, just from a strategy standpoint, let your opponent guess what you want to do. Don't don't tell them what you're going to do before you try to attempt to do it. That doesn't make any sense. And so I get where Kevin Durant is coming from. And I also understand that Bruce Brown is a young guy and he's from Boston, so he's probably fired up for this matchup. But Bruce Brown has been here before. Bruce Brown was a part of the team last year and they were in the postseason. So this is not a situation where he shouldn't know better or he couldn't possibly know better. This is a situation where he got caught up in the moment. He was excited about being able to win the play in and be in a series against his hometown team and have a chance to stick it to the seeds. But. I would say I would caution Bruce Brown and caution the rest of the Nets. This is not going to be an easy dub for them. If they're going into this series thinking that it's going to go that way and they're showing their opponent that kind of disrespect by telling them what they're going to do before they try to do it, they got another thing coming.
1: I, I don't know if you're giving them truly any more motivation, right? Like, everybody knows that they're going to have to play differently when they're missing one of their key pieces and they're missing a lot of their size. I don't know if that's Bruce Brown, frankly, revealing anything that a the Celtics Amber, don't Amber, already Amber,
0: know. Amber, Amber, I'm raising my hand. It's a challenge. As a professional athlete, if an opponent is saying, well, because this guy is out, we think we can take advantage of this matchup, if they're telling me that before the game, then then everybody in that locker room is looking at the players that are responsible for mitigating whatever loss, whatever deficiency that you might have that your opponent was so grateful enough to be able to point out to you. You don't want to challenge people any more than trying to win a playoff series is. You, you don't need to do that. And so when you start throwing things out there, when you start spotlighting certain issues, certain warts that your opponent has – they're going to take that personal. There's a degree of professional pride that comes along with this thing, too. And that's the, the, the thing that you don't want to awaken with the Boston Celtics. So that's why Kevin Durant said, we try to respect our opponent. We can go about our business without saying ish like that. That's why KD did that, because that's not the tone that you want to set going into a playoff series where a very capable opponent.
1: I think KD does that because he knows that Chris Canty and Amber Wilson are going to spend segments on it on ESPN radio the next day because Bruce Brown said that. I think that's more what KD is concerned about than giving the Boston Celtics more fodder because I think with the Celtics, I mean, if they don't know that they have less of a presence in the paint without Robert Williams, then they've got bigger problems than beating the Brooklyn Nets in this series. I mean, everybody knows that and that's not revealing any sort of secret game plan here. But this is what happens when players are honest with us and too transparent with the media. And then we make a big deal out of it the next day. And that's what KD knows and Bruce Brown doesn't because Detroit Pistons. Yes, he was on the team on the Nets last year, but it's not like he's out here winning championships yet at 25 years old. So he hasn't been through the rigmarole. The quite the same way that KD has. KD knows how this goes down. Nick Fridell, he covers the Nets. He was on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this morning. He said that KD was very quick to try to put out this fire.
0: Kevin knew exactly what had been said instantly because he's he's hearing what's going on and he's, he's on the phone and, and those tweets started getting rolled through real fast. And as soon as he sat down, that was the first thing he said. There were no questions. <laughs> Before Kevin even took a question, he's going, what did Bruce Brown say? And you're thinking, oh, boy. But he, he just didn't want to put any gas on the fire. He knows how good the Celtics can be. He was trying to walk back. Bruce Brown's 25 years old. He was He's pumped up after the game. But he was trying to walk it back, not give him any bulletin board material. He's been in the game a long time. He knows that that stuff can take on a life of its own. And I think he was just trying to to stomp it out early.
1: And it has taken on a life of it's, its own, Chris Canty. It, it absolutely has.
0: Yeah, and we're on different sides of the coin because you don't think it's a big deal, and I think it's a very big deal. Now, I'll also go out here and say this, Amber. It is a playoff series, and if you needed any external motivation then your team probably isn't in good shape to compete for a championship to start with. So I I hear where you're coming from in terms of where the C's are are, going to be at with it, what they're going to be focused on. But when you challenge a professional athlete across any sport, when you challenge a professional athlete the way that Bruce Brown just challenged every person in that Celtics locker room to a man – that takes on a life of its own. That takes on something completely different. And so I think when you go into this series, knowing that that's a deficiency is one thing, but having your opponent be as brash to talk about it moments after they just won a play-in game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, it it, it feels disrespectful. And and so that's the thing that I come to. Like, we all put on, like, listen, They're all a part of the NBA. They all have the logo on their jerseys, on on their socks, all of those things. You have to respect your opponent. And to be as cavalier as Bruce Brown was in giving the scouting report for the season and saying exactly how the Nets wanted to attack him from an X's and O's standpoint, that's what you don't do, especially when you start talking about playing this time of year.
1: Yeah, I guess – the professional and athlete in you understands in a way that I don't why discussing the X's and O's is disrespectful to your opponent because all the man said was they don't have Robert Williams so they're not going to have the same and, we're going, in the paint. We're, atta- and attack, we're going to attack and we're going to attack them yeah we're going to yes. be able to attack Al Horford and Daniel Tice more. everybody knows that if listen if Al Horford and Daniel Tice needed more motivation when you're talking about already being in a play in or playoff scenario in the first round against this Brooklyn Nets team with. You know, in, in this situation with KD and Kyrie, like those guys don't need any more motivation. I don't feel like that, frankly. I feel like, in other words, those guys would be playing really hard regardless. But mm. coming up next, we are going to put a bow on it for the day. We will go three and out. This is ESPN Radio with Amber Wilson and Chris Canty.
0: ESPN Radio.
1: Coming down the stretch here on ESPN Radio, Amber Wilson and Chris Canty taking you up until 6.30 p.m. Eastern tonight. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We have had... An action-packed show today, largely surrounding not the NBA playing tournament, Chris, but actually Derek Carr, his three-year contract. NFL, nobody
0: saw that coming. NFL, NFL is king,
1: man. Uh, Derek Carr's three-year, $121.5 million Ooh. extension, including a no-trade clause, runs through the 2025 season. So a lot of the show was dedicated to that. Also, a lot of the show dedicated, of course, to the Brooklyn Nets who will have a first-round matchup against the Boston Celtics. Tonight, the play-in tournament rolls on. You get the Hornets and the Hawks, 7 p.m. tip-off. Spurs and Pelicans, 9.30 p.m. tip-off. We will be doing plenty of NBA on tomorrow's show. We had a lot of help, though, on today's show. Christian Winfield, the New York Daily News Nets writer, joined us to talk all things Brooklyn Nets. Mel Kuiper Jr. helped us break down his latest mock draft. Trevor Scales from Bally Sports Atlanta joined us to talk some Atlanta Hawks. And Jeff Darlington joined us as well to help us unpack all things NFL. And now it is time for me and Chris Canty to go three and out.
0: Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out.
1: Cincinnati Reds president Phil Castellini. He said the thing that we all know, but the thing that nobody says out loud, Chris Canty. He <laughs> appeared to tell fans Tuesday that they had no choice other than to accept the team's par down roster. And then he later apologized. Castellini is also the team's chief operating officer. He is the son of Red's chief executive officer, Bob Castellini, the team's controlling owner since January 2006. Cincinnati has made the playoffs four times in 15 years. Here is Phil Castellini.
2: Floney asked you about the quote show a little faith in us right yeah and i i saw you got right through the cold so yeah, you have people who say look uh faith is earned 15 years of ownership they haven't won to the extent that we would like and so you had my faith but you've lost it why should that fan maintain trust in you well where are you gonna go <laughs> let's start there i mean sell but the team to who i mean well, that's the other thing i mean you want to have this debate you know, if, if you want to look at what would you do with this team to have it be more profitable, make more money, compete more in the current economic system that this game exists, mm-hmm. it would be to pick it up and move it somewhere else. Yeah. And so be careful what you ask for. You know, I think we're doing the best we can do with the resources. Well, that we have. I, 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 We're no more pleased yeah. with the results than the fans. I'm not sitting here saying anybody should be. I'm not polishing any trophies in the office right now and that's what we're here to do um but you know the bottom line is and and i do think we've had to shift the discipline we've tried a lot of things that didn't work uh and they came this close to working and didn't Uh, nobody's got to tell me it didn't work you know what i mean yeah i get it so i think we've learned from those things and trust me nick is is a is a he is a guy on a mission and uh he is a bull in a china shop that has his way to do it and that way is to grow your own and he's doing just
1: that Ooh, there's a lot Not to unpack great. there, Chris Canty. Now, Not hours great. later, of course, uh, Castellini did the thing. I apologize to Reds fans. And he said, I apologize to Red fans. I regret the comments that I made earlier today. We love the city. We love this team. We love our fans. I understand how our fans feel, and I am sorry. I will say you don't actually understand how your fans feel um, because your fans are in a very different situation than you where your fans are spending their hard-earned money and hard-earned time on your team and to watch your team and signing up to watch all the losing while you're just making money hand over fist off of all of that losing so you don't actually yeah. understand Phil Yeah, you don't. Phil has
0: got to chill out Phil has got to relax man listen the revenue sharing model for these professional sports leagues I'm sure that the Castellani family is doing just fine I don't think they're worried about you know how they're going to get their next meal now as far as what he was talking about doing the best they can with the resources they have well clearly your best isn't as good as some of the other small market teams because their best is a lot better Let's take the Tampa Bay Rays, for instance. Amber, I mean, they're in the AL East. I hate them because I'm a Yankees fan, but you're talking about a team that had the third lowest payroll the year they went to the World Series. Now, they lost, but they still went to the World Series with the third cheapest team. Don't don't give me this nonsense about we don't have the resources to field a competitive squad. In the era of analytics, that's exactly what it's designed to do to balance the scales to give smaller market teams a better chance to compete by utilizing math to play out and win the law of averages over the course of a 162-game regular season and then applying that information once you get in the playoffs. So, Phil, be better at your job. You're the team president. How about you be better at your job? That's it. That's all the fans are asking them to do. Don't sit here and tell the fans, hell, what else are you going to do? That's absolutely ridiculous. You're asking them to patronize your business.
2: There have are a, little a lot
0: class. Of, have a there, little class, Phil. Uh, Keep our pr- it classy. Our producer, Stop Ryan, sounding like a spoiled brat that, our that, that that started life on third base and thought he hit a triple. Chill out, Phil. Our,
1: our producer, Ryan Matlock just put on, the, on our screen here that there's a lot of other organizations that have done the losing, like the Cubs and the Red Sox and the Maple Leafs traditionally, but, their fans probably got the excuse, well, they spent a bunch of money because they were spending the money while they were doing the losing. That might feel a little bit different than it feels right now to Cincinnati Reds fans. But what's interesting is you never want the owner anybody in the front office position to say the thing out loud. And the thing is, where else are you going to go? And that is the thing that no fan wants to hear, even if frankly it is true because it shows that you are in in a disadvantaged situation and that your team is taking advantage of you. They know that you have nowhere else to go, that you're still going to give them those eyeballs and you're still going to pay to be in those seats and that is a bit problematic. Uh, Tom Brady here on the way out quickly Uh, Chris, he shared some footage of him hooping with his son Jack on the gram. Brady said dad still wins for now. He's not letting Jack win apparently he did show some pics of him blowing by Jack in the lane. I know you don't have kids yet Chris Canty at what age though if you had a son would you uh, stop letting him uh, ha- stop letting him win. It seems like Tom Brady doesn't ever let his son win.
0: Never let him win, Amber. What do you mean? Stop wi- at what He's like three, do you and he's out you there. You're not gonna let you're not gonna, let. you're not gonna no, let the man you win. Never let him win. Why would you're you six, let him eight. win? You're gonna be the spirit of competition is to win. hermet would said it. You play to win the game. Why would I give him a chance to win the game? I'm not gonna <laughs> do it.
1: I do like the idea of Chris Canty just like bodying his two year old son out of the lane and just destroying him That's all right. six eight of Chris Canty. Coming up next, tune in to play in action tonight as the Hawks and the Hornets, uh, followed by Spurs at Pelicans. It is NBA action coverage begins next on most of your ESPN radio stations. This has been ESPN Radio.